open. Oh no. Hey yo! Welcome to the Freshman Pilot Show, episode number 65. Uh, that's exciting. I am Fresher. And I am Parlance. Hello, everybody. Whoop, whoop. It's exciting stuff. It is exciting stuff. So I almost missed pressing the button for the button pressing. What's that? Like lost? Yes, the button pressing. I, I had a set time. I was supposed to press it, and I almost didn't do it. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But, yeah. So to everyone listening, um, uh, you can join in on our... Twitter at Fresh and Par at Twitter and we are watching it actively and you can comment on the show right now or last week we had some comments on the YouTube page too which I hadn't been checking but I'm checking it now so also comment on the YouTube page wow, we got that right out of the way right out of the gun I just want because I always forget so and then someone's going to like tune in right now and then it would like you know not count. <laughs> but how has your week been, Parlance? Well, as you know, I mentioned it last week. It was my birthday on Saturday. And Happy birthday! I love birthdays, and I think it should be mandated as a national holiday. If you have a birthday, you should be able to take that day off with... You mean with your birthday? or every, like Everybody's birthday. Like your own personal birthday. Oh, yeah. So, for instance, if your birthday is tomorrow, you would get tomorrow off with pay. It's cool. That's that's, that, yeah. that's that's my platform for running for president. I feel like that would be a lot more people getting the day off. What do you mean? There's only one birth. You only get one birthday. I know, but still, like that's like everyone's always having birthdays. Not well. Not what do you mean? Everyone's always having birthdays. They only get one a year. That's I know, the, but like the everybody, like it's just always someone's birthday. Yeah, I know, and I think you deserve it because you're special. All right, I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. Why not? Everyone, I feel like we work too much in America anyway. What what's it's wrong too, with? Yeah, I just saw a thing that said that um, Americans are working like more like fifty hours now, and the, um, we what take was it? Less- I don't even understand about like millennials and like Generation Y or whatever. I don't. I feel like after the baby boomers, generations kind of like didn't matter anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. The names of them, but anyway, someone was saying that the millennials or whatever are uh, taking less trips and like less. They're like just not doing as well as anyone else, and they're working fifty-hour weeks. The millennials, yeah, that one, those ones. So what they're what's that? Like, what is the new one then? Like, what's like? Is that every ten years or is it like every fifteen years or what? How's that work? Are you talking about like naming conventions? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. I think millennials are defined as like after Generation X. I thought there's a ge- Generation Y. That's also millennials. That's the same. Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same so there's thing. even like redundant names. Dumb. Yeah, they're yeah they're the same. More like redundant. <laughs> so, but I don't I don't know where we're at in terms of like what. When kids are getting born now, I think it's usually they'll uh, they'll name it like after the fact. Does that make sense? They're not like pre-named. Yeah. yeah, they should just like they should be. It should be more systematic. But anyways, working more hours, man. Yeah, so what so, did you do on your extra special birthday? Oh, so I wanted to point out one more thing about how Gen Xers are going to get screwed. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you know, wait, which one's Gen X? That's what I, that was my point. We're Gen X. Really? Is that? I mean, I don't know what the cutoff is. Gen X is uh, 1980, I think. Cool. It's it's 19 early 60s to early 80s is the is the Gen Xers, and then it goes to millennials, which is generally to from like the wait, 60s to 80s. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's 20 years. Yeah, I know. So it's essentially it's the children of baby boomers generally. Yeah. Um, but uh, so the 
issue is, is that the, you know, because of ch change in like the way people retire with no unions and, and uh, no pension funds. Oh yeah. And then and also the, no, uh, the um, social security, probably not like pulling through. Well, that'll be us, but I'm specifically talking Wait, I about thought that's what we're talking about. No, I'm talking about baby boomers, how they have not prepared themselves for retirement. So they're never going to retire. Oh, so, yeah. so we as a generation who are actually like preparing ourselves for retirement because we've like lived with all of the shit that has happened and made everything bad for everyone, we're adequately preparing. But the people right now that are older than us, like the are like like are never going to retire because they can't because they can't afford to. Yeah. So they're going to effectively block Gen Xers from moving up the corporate ladder and making room for the millennials to come in and kind of move up the chain. Oh, yeah. I, that's, I guess that so, makes sense. There's a bit of a disenfranchisement of the millennials, which is like started, I think we talked about this last week, though I don't think we actually did, called Yuckies. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. wait, no. I read about it separately, but I don't think we talked about it on the show. Which is the young, urban, whatever. It's uh, basically hipsters. But the, it's like the new hipster. They want to make a living doing like art, like artsy fartsy work. Yeah, kind of s stuff. So yeah, so essentially that's kind of spurred this whole generation of of. Uh, I'm oversimplifying this, of course, but you know the the concept of like we're gonna not work for the man, and the reason why they don't want to work for the man is because they want to do it on themselves, but also because there's just not a lot of jobs available for working for the man, kind of thing. So anyway, um, oh, man. my birthday. Uh, get in there when I went down there. Warp, warp. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we, I went to Northern Idaho, the Panhandle, if you oh, will. Oh yeah. And I went to a place called, which I was incorrectly calling, Pend Oreal. Bend Oreal? No, Pen. P E N D. Pen Oreal. O R. I believe it was I E L L E. Oreal. It looks like Oreal. Yeah, I learned later after coming back that it's actually Pondere. Like Ponderosa? It's kind of like Ponderosa, but pon, <laughs> Pondere. So what did you do it. while you're over there? A bunch of nature stuff? Idaho, did, man. Did some, it was actually, it, we got a little cottage on the lake. Okay, it was like 20 yards away from the waterfront. Yeah. Um, so I bought a fishing license for three days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I fished, I hiked, I biked, and I did all fish hike bike, fish hike bike. I did all those three things, and it was it was it it's it far exceeded my expectations, and I would definitely go back. That's cool. Did you like do any? You were just in nature. Like, did you like interact with any people or anything? Yeah, I talked to people on the docks when I fished. I talked to waitresses when they served me food. I talked to my wife and my dog. I brought my dog along with me. Well, I mean, not yeah. Your wife and dog don't count because it wasn't like it was, we were in a. Let's let me be clear. We were in a vacation community. Yeah, so there was plenty of people around that I could have spoke to, but I only ended up speaking to like three people. Maybe. Oh yeah, time. so you talked to three people. Yeah, this wasn't like a, this wasn't like in the mountains with a cabin where I'm trying to escape from like you know worldly things. But interesting, while we were there Friday night at like nine thirty, there was like a three point two oh. magnitude earthquake. Yeah, like seven miles from where we were. Yeah, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it at all. Didn't feel a thing. Not a thing. Which makes me think that. Uh, uh, earthquakes aren't a big deal. These people in uh, Tibet and all the, you know, the, just so what? You're oh, yeah, because you said you'd never been in an earthquake. I've never been in an earthquake. So apparently I've been in an earthquake now and I didn't even feel it. I mean, I think... Well, there are that's like, you know, it's like a logarithmic scale. Like, it's yeah, like I know. super small. Huh? Well, no, but 3.2, I mean, I'm pretty certain that a 3.2 is not insubstantial. It's not substantial, but it's like... Pretty, I, anything below 4, you're not going to feel. Oh, really? I always yeah. thought like... It was like under two or something. You wouldn't feel it. But well, and then like five is when like you start to kind of feel stuff like stuff in your house would move. And then six is like stuff would like maybe fall down. And seven is like stuff would like super start breaking like hardcore. And then eight is like insane. Like everything would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, well, I mean, because it's exponential or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's like a tornado, right? Or a hurricane. They're just like. I mean, those just have certain. 
numbers or whatever. Anyways, someone, everyone can look it up, like to be sure, because but that's at least my very. No, uh, I'm, I'm pretty certain you're right. Like a seven is like a hundred times or whatever more powerful. Yeah, it's more, I mean, seven is like the, I think seven or 7.5 or whatever is the kind of thing that messed up San Francisco and whatever, you know, like it was like a big. Right. And six is like stuff breaks and like it's moving around your house, stuff falls off the shelves. And then five is like, you feel it like you're like, oh, what is that? What is that? And you like run outside because you don't know if something's going to break, but probably everything's okay. And a four is like, you probably like can't tell if it's like your computer printer going or like. <laughs> okay, right. Okay. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it at all. It was the epicenter was like seven miles away. But here's yeah. the question, and I think I posed this to you, and I'm hoping you have a. a I'm going to speculate on it now. This is a massive lake. It's 49 miles long. Let's say there was a big earthquake that happened in the middle of that lake. It's a yeah. deep, It's a deep lake. Could it cause a tsunami of from the lake? I think it could, but not like. I don't think it'd be super after. It would be like, well, I guess it would be after. But yeah, I, I think it would. It totally would. So, so you're saying any body of water where there's a massive earthquake? Because remember, we looked at that video of the pool during the earthquake in. Yeah, um, yeah, that totally happened. I mean, it, it'll splash out. It's just like the the slight movement like amplifies, and then it has to like get resonance, and then it like goes way over or whatever, you know. Got it. So anyway, uh, I caught a little bit of fish. So I had a goal. I made a goal to catch a bass. Okay. So I'd heard and read a tremendous amount of like success where people were bass fishing in that region. And uh, so I dedicated myself to catching bass. And then of course I get there and I'd not catch a single bass. And not only did I not catch a single bass, I didn't see, I saw a lot of people fishing for bass. I didn't see them catch any bass either. So I'm a hundred percent certain there was no bass in that lake, but there, <laughs> I'm not bassless. It was, yeah, I look like a real bass fishing for this damn thing. I was, instead, I got a lot of perch. So this would be a good opportunity to make some fish puns, if we have any. Do you have any good, you have any good ones? Any fish stories? What? No, puns. Oh, fish puns. puns. Yeah. I was really perched on the dock waiting to catch a bass. I was perched forever. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) that's all I got. Yeah. Uh. Tom is watching, and uh, he said, "No, I'm not making room for hashtag millennials. Get off my lawn." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, well, he also affirmed on uh, my um, my earthquake evaluation. He would know. He would know. That's like I would say ninety percent of breaking news is earthquakes around the world. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's definitely a breaking news item. And it's I've always been in several earthquakes. Where were you in earthquakes? Probably the I mean, I was in the Seattle like two Seattle ones, and then I've been in like maybe five or six in Japan. Interesting. So for so how big were the earthquakes in Japan? Uh the biggest one in Japan that I was in was after the Fukushima thing, maybe like two or three months after that. I remember when you went to the, I remember when we, we worked together again at yeah. a different company. And I said, dude, you're crazy going over there right now. After all this radiation and all this junk in the, and the aftershocks, you're like, I'm out of here, brother. And then <laughs> yeah. you just, it was still, it was super fun. The only downside was, uh, you couldn't, there was no milk products because it was all contaminated. Cause that's yeah. the first thing that absorbs like the radiation. The only so, downside I mean, like, was I had a, sh- my hair fell out. <laughs> and I have these tumors on my back. But other than that, it wasn't like, yeah. But yeah, no, like they had um, they had the earthquake warning system and I was in a shopping center. I don't know. It was probably like four point or five or like, and every, like stuff was falling off the shelves. And, but like they had the warning because they have like the couple seconds is like there, there's possibly high chance of earthquake in the next like 10 seconds because it's like soup. They don't really have that much warning. And so that, then it totally happened, and like he's like, "Whoa, that was it was the warning thing." Is what I thought was crazy. That is pretty crazy that you even have a warning, but that's a good idea for the earth. Uh, it's an earthquake sale. Things are flying off the shelf. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it was. I was in a toy store, and I, like I was thinking, like you know, if it was a pillow store or something. It'd be kind of cool. <laughs> it was a pillow store. <laughs> I think my mom's friend in the Seattle earthquake. Uh, was actually in like the pillow section at Nordstrom's or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But oh man, so um, did you you did you did it feel did you feel unsafe when you were in the the mall? Did you feel like things were going to no, collapse I mean, on you? No, not really. I mean, if it falls through and I die, I'd be like, that's just it's like there's nothing I do. <laughs> there's nothing you do, and I I think like once you're dead, you don't really care. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. You don't I mean, much... it it's like I mean, I would try to survive and whatever, but I mean, it's, it it wasn't that likely. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was. There's a couple other like I was in a um, I was a research student there, and during one of our presentations, like um, like my uh, co or whatever, one of the other students was doing a presentation in one of our small meeting things, and it was pretty early. And I was drinking coffee, but like, um, there was a small earthquake in the morning, and like, um, I mean, it was enough to move the floor. It was probably like a four or something, and like, I could feel it, but I thought maybe I was just shaky from like drinking too much coffee, and it was really early, <laughs> so I was like checking my hand, like you know, the, it's kind of moving or whatever. And then uh, after his present, because he didn't even stop his presentation, and like the other people at the table with like watching i kind of looking and they were like looking a little bit but like i was like oh it's probably nothing because no one's doing anything and then like after the presentation was done i like asked the guy next to me like was was that like an earthquake and he was like yeah i was about to go under the table <laughs> but no one else was doing anything so i didn't do anything <laughs> so quick question was that presentation moving was it? Oh no, I was not moved by the presentation. Um, but I thought maybe was it, I was like at the time. Was it groundbreaking, perhaps? <laughs> also not groundbreaking. It takes more than that. <laughs> I'm just checking. I don't know if I got any more in me, but I'll I'll ch I'll keep going. I'll keep going. <laughs> also, Tom says, "Is anything less newsy than Peter not catching fish?" <laughs> That's pretty good. I guess. I mean, it's not like it's not like a volcano exploding in Papua New Guinea. Like I care. That's like seventy yeah. percent of breaking alerts. Earthquake or volcano erupts in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> I know. I like uh, Peter not catching fish. Hashtag not news. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he is Twitter verified. Yeah, so. it's, it's. I mean, that's a legit. Um, that's a legit that's a hashtag. Legit, like comment right there. Yeah. Um, so I got a, uh, I got an Amazon Echo. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. I kind of want to get one too, but I didn't get the invite. I don't think you can just get it, right? I'm not sure if you could get it or not. I'm unclear on this, but, um, essentially... My other friend got one too, and they're doing the home automation stuff. Well, let's, let's quickly tell everyone what the Echo is. Echo is a, is a stereo slash, I would call it like a Siri or OK Google type, uh, voice response speaker prime amazon kind of amalgamation all in one thing kind of yeah it it syncs up with many of like your iheart radios pandora um, i mean it's just like a siri or okay google type situation except for amazon's version and the only thing they have that uses it so far is the echo and her name is uh what was her name alexa, alexa. oh alexa yeah yeah and I was hey, what's thinking, the what's the AI in uh, Xbox? Um, oh, uh, oh, geez, from uh, it's from Halo. Whatever yeah, the Halo, like Sylvia or not Sylvia, but it's like that. Definitely not Sylvia. <laughs> close. <laughs> what is it, Serena? Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you right now. You're not close. It's not. It's I not think close. I'm close. We have no evidence that I'm not close at this point. <laughs> It's uh, what is it called? I forget now. I wish I oh, remember. Uh, I have her images now, but it doesn't say her name. Is it Cortana? Cortana, yeah. It's so Sylvia. Yeah, close, Sylvia. That's close to Cortana in the sense that it ends with a vowel. Yeah, and it's a girl's name. Well, we knew it was a female character. But I mean, on. did we? No, we did. <laughs> Here's a question. Why are always voice systems women? I think it's because like they did uh, study like what's that called? User studies that like it's more calming or something. But it's, it's like, also sexist because usually assistants are stereotypically girls. 
That's what I'm saying. It's kind of weird. I kind of want like a really grumpy one. I mean, you can download voices and stuff. I heard something that you can get Arnold Schwarzenegger on your, um, the map voice for, uh, for Waze. Waze has a, that's uh, pretty cool. Is it actually Arnold or is it just like, yeah, that's what I heard. Turn right, turn right at Seattle center. That was my terrible Arnold. I I I like to throw in pretty good. I throw in my I like to throw in my impressions whenever I get them because uh, Leonard Leonard yeah. uh, likes to make comments in the in the show notes about it. He likes to like he. Dude, I love your. I can't say it enough. I love your. I love your voices. Uh, the the one that had people most befuddled last week was my horse impressions. <laughs> I don't remember your horse impressions. We were talking about uh, about uh, the Kentucky Derby or whatever, and I was like somehow talking about. I gave like I had fictitious conversations, and also my uh, what was the de- de- Dusty uh, Roads impression? Oh yeah, also dude, the um Chris the Pepsi Clear or whatever. Oh yes, yes, that was amazing. <laughs> I mean, like I feel like all I added was laugh track, but. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is like a this is like a re- this is like a recap episode. What we did last week. So anyway, I got the Amazon Echo, and um, it's pretty good. We had a like jigger with it. It didn't exactly know where we lived immediately, which is weird because you think Amazon knows everything. Yeah. Um, it's we had to do that. It, the music functionality is great. You know, we like to what, listen. What is it like? It only which services it hook up to? Well, if you Amazon Prime apparently has a that like lots of music. Also, it hooks up to Pandora and a bunch of other things. And you could upload music into your system, and you could have like your own library in there. Like which, like into the Amazon system or what? Uh, yeah, I believe Amazon Music System. But there's also Pandora. There's I think iHeartRadio. There's also uh, Tune TuneIn, which is uh, I was able to listen to the the network. Oh jam. yeah, didn't you say that you tried to listen to our show? Yeah, I asked Alexa to listen to Fresher and Parlance, and it was like I cannot find fresher and or was like that track does not exist on your music library or something like that <laughs> i know i was going to be impressed if it actually said the name again i was really excited to uh it might have it might actually have i'm not 100 percent certain um but i did find our i google searched or not google i searched it in the app fresher and parlance and it spit out the feed for um the network jam because i guess podvocacy is oh on tune, yeah they listen in. Us. They listed us in TuneIn, so like I was able to listen to that for like five minutes. And we got we got to get on TuneIn, dude. Yeah, we got to get in TuneIn so we could get on Alexa. And my wife is like, "You're just like listening to your own voice at this point." <laughs> I was like, "Pretty much." Um. So anyway, birthday Echo. I so like it. That- I'm. I don't think there's. Here's the thing. I don't think I'm using it to the fullest extent of which could be used because you could ask. You could ask things like. We have it in the kitchen, so it's fun to say, like, how many ounces are in a cup? Or, oh, yeah. I look at Google for that stuff all the time, though. Yeah, I know, but it's now I don't have to do it because it's in the kitchen, and I don't have to grab my phone. I could just say it. I know. I feel like that's the thing that none of the other people have done yet. They definitely got first at that. But then it's surprising they could make, like, a voice recognition thing that was as good. Like, I'd rather just have an OK Google one. I know. So I think this is actually a good product use. Like the idea, the concept of it is actually really smart. I'm I thought sure it was kind of cool. I was using one at my friend's work and um, like it has a directional microphone. So when you're talking, it has a little beam thing that shows like which direction you're standing in that it's listening to you. Oh yeah. It kind of like zooms around and it's blue and it, yeah, it's pretty cool. But I mean, it, it points at where you are. Yeah. Well, it gets a darker blue and you can also, if it's really loud, you could just, you have a, it comes with a uh, remote. Yeah. So you could, Talk into and go, hello, Alexa. How oh, are I didn't you? know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's actually one of those like first mover kind of products that um, I think could only get better. I think yeah, there's a I lot- mean, it, it's crazy how close we're getting. I mean, actually, not that close, but still closer than I would think to this whole like um, that movie, uh, Her, you know? Yeah. With, well, like, I- natural voice like command stuff. Like, I feel like that's really the push now. And like, that's going to make a huge difference. Like people have been talking about that forever. I know, but the one worry, and I can honestly say that I'm pretty certain that this is happening. They're definitely listening to every single thing you do. And they're storing it. <laughs> yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. Kind of like that Samsung TV. They were like, don't talk, don't say your credit card numbers out loud because they're recording every single thing you say from on your Samsung TV. <laughs> If you're on TV, though, I mean, if you're on the like ordering something online, yeah, you but you can do that too. By the way, if you's like uh, Alexa, please um, 
you know, put this on my shopping list and it literally puts it in your shopping list and puts it in your <laughs> Oh yeah, like the same one it, like someone's friends at work like the, apparently they're hard to get a hold of, but they put their echo that they got on the desk like in the common room. Yeah. And so you could like schedule stuff with them through their Alexa. So you just say, Alexa, schedule a meeting for like three o'clock titled so-and-so or whatever. But we were uh, scheduling meetings for like like 2 a.m. And so... so <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I did something similar. So my wife was at home working from... She, got, she came back from a, a work trip in the middle of the day and she was just sitting there and I have, you know, on the app, I yeah. had the app at work and I turned it on, the music on. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long it's going to be before someone like proposes through it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, That'd be pretty lame. So, uh, golfed. I uh, golfed on, uh, I think I did. I golfed. I golfed. Uh, you did this week. way more stuff than me. Yeah. I go- yeah. What else did you do? Did you do anything? I only did like one thing. I mean, I think I did more stuff. I just always forget what I did. But uh, to counter your golf, I uh, started brewing beer with uh, my friend Graham, who also co-hosted a while ago. Is it going to be called the Fresher and Parlance Brew? No. We were going to have – we had some other names. But we think we're going to stick with, like, a more systematic name of the hop and then, like, just the hop and, like, the ingredients, like, and timing. So it's like a – you know, like a mix number one type. That's terrible. Situation. You need. It. You should call it the Tom Brew. Oh, yeah. That's, if Tom that's ever, what he needs to call it. Yeah, I know. Seriously, <laughs> has he ever made any t- uh, beer? And if he has, did he call it the Tom? <laughs> but it was pretty fun. I never went through all the processes. Like I was pretty much just the technician, and Graham did all of the. He had like knew all the measurements and whatever. He, like he looked it up and actually like read the book and whatever. I just kind of like helped him do the stuff he said. But um, yeah, I liked going through the process, and we're we're gonna switch containers this weekend, and then we just have to wait. Like, it should be ready to drink by the fourth of July. Awesome. So, yeah. Do you know there's a place in Ballard? So if you didn't want to do it yourself, you could just go there, get all the ingredients, mix it to your go, and they'll it'll actually brew there in the space. Yeah, yeah. I've heard some people do that. So then you don't like you don't need the space. It's just like you kind of rent the place to do it, and then like you have it wait there for you. They have everything set up. They have all the equipment, all the stuff. You just rent the area and you buy yeah, it's the... Like, yeah. It's like making those uh, those sand jars or some sort of craft. You go there and like you decorate a teddy bear. <laughs> but everything's all set up for you. Or in this case, a teddy beer. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. teddy beer. Um, but yeah, and then you, you, know, you bottle it there and then you take it home. And it actually, it's actually quite economical. Even yeah, with the rental like price per ounce or whatever price per whatever. Bottle. I know, and then you did it too, and you yeah, have people to help you on hand. They're there to help you, and also, you know, the whole sanitization stuff and all that junk—that's a pain yeah. in the ass. I know. Yeah, we did all that stuff. Yeah, but it was still fun. I mean, we just did it at my house. It worked out pretty good. Well, I hope hopefully you'll save me a little bottle so I could like taste. Yeah, it. I think it should like have forty bottles or something. So whoa, that's a lot. Yeah, it's just a five-gallon drum or bucket or whatever so but i did uh, that uh i did something that i did last summer and i redid it this summer can you guess what it was um pee your pants no i do that every day just a <laughs> just a little dribble just a little dribble does that count dribbles don't count it has okay. to be full-on let it go okay yeah i was gonna say what's the definition like just dri- dribbles don't count so it has no, to be dribbles a- don't count okay all right so um <laughs> I rewatched Whoa. Guardians of the Galaxy from beginning to end. Oh, what? I know. I want to rewatch that. I only saw it the one time, and it's like still probably one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I rewatched it, and man, it still was good. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much that I proceeded to crack open my um, Marvel uh, Unlimited subscription. Yeah. And I've been reading the 2013 uh, run of Guardians of the Galaxy, which I actually believe is still the current run. Um, did they still, didn't do any others? They did ones, I think, from 2010 or 2011, maybe, or something like that. But, I mean, they've been around for a while, but I, I just, yeah, I started reading this one. And it's really interesting. And, like, I guess 
I should have probably started somewhere else because like the first episode, like three panels in, they just reveal like as if it was known who um, what's the dad was the dad was of uh, Chris Pratt's character, the Star Lord. I was like, what? Like, when did this get found out? I guess I was like, I didn't go back far enough. Thought episode (laughs) one was good enough, but I guess uh, issue one was good enough, but I guess not. There's too much behind things. Speaking of Chris Pratt, what's up with that guy? He's in everything now, but he's a pretty awesome actor. He is uh, in. Uh, I actually, I, I had this on the thing to talk about. Um, right? Yeah, Jurassic Park. Biggest. I I, yeah. Did you see it? Not yet. We. I think I'm. I might go see it tomorrow night. Maybe. I, do you um, think it's still busy? Did I say tomorrow night? I didn't say Saturday night. I might go see it. Oh yeah. You think it's still busy? No. I mean, maybe. Uh, what should we call Terminator? Comes out this weekend, though. There's a new Terminator. Yeah. Oh my God. Did we already talk about it? I don't remember. Um, dude, Tom Brew is sending us trailers and gifts of that that thing for the oh, last that was too long ago. Yeah. 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 That came out this week. Yeah. They were talking about um, Chris Pratt and how he's really good. He's been really crafting his image. Um, yeah, I mean, he's like the. Ma- I feel like he's the like the biggest actor right now. I'm pretty confident that's like totally indisputable like who's bigger than him he's in like every big movie who's bigger than him oh my gosh uh let's see a-listers brad pitt tom cruise george i don't Clooney. think that they are right now they're definitely bigger than they have him. not been in anything good recently well according to according to this they're saying that uh he's the equal to kevin costner in the late 80s early 90s um i mean that doesn't really help me but yeah oh jesus okay and uh he they're saying potentially he belongs to a stratum of stars including Cruz, hanks tom hanks and mel gibson and that he could lead any character driven drama but my i mean yeah just that he's being compared makes him the biggest actor right now because all those people are from way before i guess you're saying I'm trying to I'm think. Saying, like, yeah, all yeah. these other people still exist, but he's the biggest person right now. You mean as in like as an up and like someone who just burst onto the scene kind of situation? Well, not even just burst on, but like I think he's more desirable than them for being in stuff. I don't know. We'll see. Like Tom Cruise is going to have a new Mission Impossible. That's going to probably do well. Will Smith still makes good movies, but none of them. I don't like. I think he did more in a shorter time and very recently than they have in a long time. You're talking about box office success because I could make arguments that like Matthew McConaughey, for instance, has. No, I don't know about box office success. I just mean like popular success, which I guess maybe could be. But like, I'm not disputing that he's like doing very well right now. I'm just saying I'm not ready to put him I'm not ready to lionize him and put him in the upper echelons of Hollywood elite when he's only had maybe two years of like, two summers of success. If he does this for more and more and more over like the course of let's say five years, then I'm I'll I'll be with you. But I, don't I like think him. He needs that. I don't think he needs that. Here's the thing: I like him. I think he's very good. But I think he's yeah, very- yeah, I liked I. I still I don't know if I'm going to see Jurassic Park though. I don't, I'm not that interested in it, but. I'm into it. I'll see it. Um, but you know what else I'm going to go see? And I'll let you what? know about it. There's a, 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 I guess it's a Broadway oh. show maybe called The Illusionists. Oh, yeah. At the Fifth Avenue. At Fifth Avenue Theater. Those guys look dumb in the poster, though. Oh, they look so dumb. I'm so, I'm like, we're, <laughs> it looks like they have like a different like genre character, but they have like all of them. So it's like every type of magician. It's like every type of douchebag. Exactly. That's, when it's I crazy. look on the board, it's like, hmm, what douchebag do I want to pick? Oh, do I want to pick <laughs> the goth douchebag or the uh, the alternative douchebag? I think that they should totally have. They need like a lineup like that, that like of magicians, but then also have Job from Arrested Development just randomly be one of the magicians <laughs> in it. But then like on the stage, just like not you know, just mess everything up. <laughs> I, I probably people in the audience wouldn't appreciate it, but. I think it would be funny. <laughs> there is a Steve Carell movie where he plays a magician and yeah. Jim, Jim Carrey's in it. And Jim Carrey plays kind of like the quote unquote, Chris angel alternative magic kind of character. Yeah. 
and it was kind of taking a pot shot at like where magic is going and what and what is real magic and what's like what's true to the for, art form, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, Burt Wonderstone, the incredible Burt Wonderstone, I believe. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. I never saw that. Yeah, so uh, I thought that was a kind of funny spoof on modern magic, kind of like you know the lost art versus like the new art kind of thing. Yeah, um, but these guys all look like douchebag new art. Yeah, they totally do. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back. I'm gonna hold. I'm I'm not. I guess I'm not reserving judgment on them. But I'm. I mean, gonna, they can still be good magicians. That's, like, that's exactly that's right. They're they're magician. I'm gonna wait to see if their illusions are very good. In which case, I'll give them a, a bit of a pass. But otherwise, if they're just jerks, and then I think they get a pass anyways. It just comes with the territory. No, see, that's my point. I. Ugh, all right, whatever. I saw David Copperfield in Vegas. Yeah. And, like, he, at least he's, like, a bit of a jerk, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's kind of a jerk. But at least yeah. he's, like, normal. Like, he's, like, like he's not, like, he he doesn't wear costumes. His costumes are kind of, like, a, like a silk shirt. Like, that's not much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's just standard fare for magicians. I know, right? That, it is interesting. <laughs> silk shirt, you, I mean, come on. I mean, think about it. If you think about magicians just in general, like, what a bizarre lifestyle to choose. I'm going to be a magician. But then. I think that's awesome that they picked Job to be a magician, too, in the show. That's like. I think. I often feel like, you know, magician, you know, Neil Pat, I believe, I think I saw a story with like Neil Patrick Harris, you know, he's part of the magician club or whatever that I think your friend's father is the. Yeah. He's the president, international magicians, like, I don't know, not union, but something like that. But I think there's some sort of magician show starring Neil Patrick Harris coming out. Yeah, I don't know. You know who Neil Patrick Harris is? No, I don't. Doogie Hauser. Oh, that's Doogie Hauser? Yeah. He's a magician? Yeah, he's big into it. Crazy. Yeah, so anyway, um, uh, you got anything else? I think we, we are going to try to, we're going to try to do an hour here, so we'll see. Yeah, if we are going to do an hour. Yeah, but, um, oh, I know. Go ahead, you could go first, and then I got one. So I just looked up the um, international, the, I'm trying to find out who the president is to see if it's this one that was my friend's, but um, it's called IBM is the name of the International, international Brotherhood of Magicians. Business, international Business Machines? Yeah, it's IBM, apparently. But anyways, what so were, were you getting at? I got a couple things. I got a couple food-related things, and then I got a, another one that I wanted to talk about. So uh, there's, this, uh, there's this player they call the, the Big Panda or whatever. I forget his full name. What's his name? Uh, Oh geez, Pablo Sandoval. He's yeah. on the he's on the Boston Red Sox, and apparently he got suspended a game. Do you want to know why he was suspended a game? Why was he suspended? Because he was vi- he got benched for violating the social media policy <laughs> yeah. du- during a game. Yeah, I read that. That's I think that's dumb. So he liked a woman's photo on Instagram, but guess that's what? He got suspended. Do you want to hear what his excuse was? What was his excuse? His excuse was, "Yeah, I liked it, but I was on the, I was in the bathroom at the time." Also, if, I don't even think that's like unreasonable to just be on Instagram. Well, you're in. A, I don't know. I feel like I was like, God, if they, if I got punished for just being. on I mean, social you're just media, technically you're getting paid, so you're doing it on the job. I know, but how's anyone in America not? You know what I'm saying? But I yeah, guess, I mean, dude, there's people like politicians are tweeting like during the you know Senate hearings and all that stuff. Right. I think that's way more controversial. Well, you you heard me give you his. He said he was in the bathroom. He was in the bathroom, yeah. As in, like he was pooping in the middle of the game. And he's like, "Oh, what am I gonna do? Oh, I'll look at Instagram." Yeah. I know. I, how did they also like find him? Did they just like check the the like time or whatever? Like, how do you even? Yeah, I think it doesn't well, list that on the post. I think it's just like they have monitors on it. It's crazy. It's crazy. I first off, I think it's stupid. It Whatever. is stupid. It is totally stupid. Uh, I also saw another scandal in baseball where the Houston Astros, I believe, yeah, um, um, the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals, hacked into the the Houston Astros network. Yeah, as like a revenge because like one of the GMs left St. Louis and moved over to the Houston, and there's like a big investigation going on right now, and it's the first instance. And professional sports, where at least can be proven, where they went in to look at personnel and executive decision making, like kind of like to use it as like an insider kind of thing. Crazy. Um, That's gotta be against the rules. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one's way more against the rules. Yeah, it's that's actually like way more against the rules. Like, one hand hack the system, one hand like some girls on Instagram. <laughs> I know. Um, by the way, so this one is the most, the, uh, this is a new feature called the most obvious uh, reason or explanation and worst story ever uh, of the week. Okay, so I, I see a, like a um, <laughs> an article. Yeah, it's shared on on the on the social networks, and the articles from National Geographic. Yeah, and the and the headline for this article is, and let me. I just want to make sure I get it right because I want to say exactly right. Why did lion kill tourists in South Africa? Yeah, I read that too. You actually read it? And I, I did. Love it. Yeah, it's the worst article ever. It's pretty stupid. I'll give you a hint. That's what lions do because yeah, that's pretty that much like, like <laughs> you know, the top of the food chain. Any uh, anyone near them, like a carnivore of that caliber, has to expect that they might be prey. That was totally the excuse. Yeah, why did the lion kill tourists in South Africa? Because that's what lions do. The yeah. end. Yeah, that's and that's essentially the article. All right, and so then I'm... they talk about like a kid in uh, was it Pittsburgh who died from a some sort of wild dog too. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. They put that in there too. It's, it's. I love this one. It's like if a lion decides it's going to eat something, and a person is standing next to an impala. Yeah. It's very likely the impala is going to get away, and the person is not going to. Yeah, hey, they're going to go for the easy one. I, I expect more from you, National Geographic. I know that's the, a pretty, pretty weak article. The end. But this one mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. Um. The uh, the eat pickles gives you less anxiety. Did you see that? Oh yeah, I did. I, I sent that to my friend too. <laughs> I um, thought that was pretty cool. I'm 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 loving. I love pickles. As a matter of fact, more pickles. I don't think I have less anxiety though. I don't have. I don't think I get much anxiety. Don't stop eating pickles then. I know. <laughs> I'm actually wondering now if it's my pickled consumption. That is actually making me a less stressful person. I mean, they are delicious, um, but I eat... I'm not. I'm not a fan of pickles. Bullshit. I eat them every now and then, but you don't eat sauerkraut. You don't eat. Um, no, I'm not into sauerkraut either. Kimchi, kimchi is good, but I mean, I don't eat it often. Just dill pickles. You'll dill pickle. No, oh. I usually take them off of things. Oh my gosh, I'm not a oh. not a pickle fan. This can't. I can't understand why you're just not a ball of anxiety right now. I know. I'm, I think, one of the least stressed people that I know. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, but I, I just found that out. Is there a connection between eating pickled foods and feeling less anxiety? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Then there they, was a, they, oh, they linked in a Portlandia uh, sketch where you could pickle it. I know. Speaking of the new studies, you also linked to that um the new diet thing that says like if you if you fast with just the uh vegetable soup and chamomile like tea for five days every month it extends your life and like makes you super more healthy or something yeah i know it's uh day one if you it's essentially they say if you do this five-day diet um i wonder if it's they have the breakdown on protein amount in like a all that stuff or whatever, you know, it would be the way easier to do. Just have soylent in a predicted amount for your calories. That'd be way easier to fast because it already so, has all the distributions. So essentially it says day one diet comprises of 10% protein, 56% fat and 34% carbs, 1,090 calories. And then yeah. days two through five, 9% protein, 44% fat, 47% carbohydrate, and only 725 calories. Dude, 725 calories. At, at day five, I might just be like, I don't even know if I'll be able to get out of bed. 725 calories? That's what uh, our like, coworker also did that kind of diet. I think he was only eating like 700 or 1,000 calories per day. And now he did it for like a month. I know, but he, and he lost a ton of weight. Yeah, he did lose a ton of weight. And he was just eating weird soup things too. It sounds very similar to that. Except his was developed for uh, French gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's basically like an, a French gymnast. Yeah. Didn't we get a name for him? I forgot. Uh, no, I don't think we we what didn't. Was it a, uh, girl's French name. I forget. 
We totally called him that. I don't remember what it was. Was it the Pondere? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Um, but, and then more on the food topic. We're really going to the, last week was animals, or that was two weeks ago. Now we're on the food. Um, food tr- trans fat ban. Oh, yeah. Trans fat ban. That's happening. I also <laughs> saw in there that like uh, France totally um, outlawed uh, Roundup. Yeah. And so here's the thing on that one. Is that that seems to be sketchy? Do you think that's so? Is it true? Is it carcinogenic? That's I, I, was I mean, they said that it's very questionable, but then France just like is weird. So yeah, that's that's you essentially took the words out of my mouth, which is like <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't really trust anything that France does. I mean, they're freedom fries, dude. No, dude, I, I still just, eat freedom fries. Uh, that's bullshit. I see you munching down on croissants all the time. <laughs> they're American rolls. <laughs> American butter rolls. Yeah. American uh, flaky flaky freedom rolls. Yeah, freedom rolls. They're like uh, Patriot rolls. <laughs> um, yeah, it says here that they've they've taken them off the shelves in France due to the, the potential for... Um... Well, I, it also I've sounded like their ulterior motive was because um, of the butterflies. I guess that's their national bug or something they were saying. I didn't know France had an association with butterflies, but apparently Roundup kills all of the milkweed like in the world, so it's almost an extinct plant, and that's the butterfly's sole food, so then they're killing butterflies with it. Yeah, so I actually saw a whole thing on the... You know how the butterfly migration, it usually they go back and forth? Actually, in Costa Rica, when, when we were there... Um, there's areas in Costa Rica during a certain time of the year where the entire all the trees are completely covered in monarch butterflies. That sounds crazy. And then they actually head north. They migrate north. I didn't even realize this that they look like birds. Butterflies are like birds. They like travel to and fro. Yeah. And apparently, and apparently the uh, the the yeah the milkweed. There's actually a number of other things that the that they eat, but I guess milkweed potentially is the uh, is one of their main food sources are yeah. all getting taken away due to urbanization and, and agriculture. So yeah. there's giant swaths of land that had in the middle part of our country that used to have plenty of, of these things that the, that the butterflies could eat, but don't exist anymore. And, yeah. and due to, yeah. And due to urbanization or suburbanization, a lot of that natural area also, that's why there's many people now that advocate for not only for butterflies, but for um, bumblebees. But did um, you see that? Uh, also, I don't even think it's on our thing that, um, it was something like the FBI is thinking to use bubble, bumblebees for drug testing. It's like for finding drugs. How, how are they going to do that? Uh, there was some sort of they were training them. This is another case of where I just read the headline and I didn't actually click on the article. But I'm sure if you search, I'll just search it right now. Um, and while like, you're searching, I'll give you, I, um, last Friday on Real Time with Bill Maher, um, Ed Bagley Jr., who, by the way, people are just like collectively groaning right now. But he was talking; he was coming on to talk about like the use of um, uh, certain chemicals and how it's actually killing off these uh, the bumblebees. And yeah. and and pretty soon, if there's like they were talking about like if the bumblebees were to have gone away, like a hundred percent go away, um, like we would we be so screwed. I know they're like like way important for pollination. Yeah. And uh, they kind of made jokes of like how they're they're like in, they're like cheap labor. They're like farmers, oh, and, they, and yeah. they don't get respected enough. They're like immigrants. They totally don't. Um, and and how we're just like killing them off left and right. And uh, they gave some specific examples. I wish I could remember the name of the uh, the chemical. It might very well be Roundup. Um, but there was a uh, a story about. Uh, in Target, a Target parking lot last summer where there was yeah. all these bees. Essentially, when, what happens is they can no longer fly and then they just crawl on the ground. Yeah. And then they just croak. Um, and they were finding all these bees on the ground in Oregon, right, for no reason, just all crawling around the ground. They couldn't fly anymore. They didn't know what was going on. And, and they found out that the Target parking lot had sprayed all of the, their whole area with that 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 bug spray or not the, the weed killer. Yeah, exactly. And in, in, in turn, it killed all of the bees in the whole area. Really? I guess, yeah, I guess they were nesting in that region. That's crazy. Yeah. And I forget what they call it something like hive disorder or something like that. So I found the article. It says humble honeybee helping national security. And apparently sniffing 
bees are replacing sniffing dogs for drugs. It, it sounds like a terrible plot to a movie. <laughs> it totally does. That's crazy. So what do they do? They just drive around and release I don't the know. By becoming oh, bees. Yeah. Uh, could soon be... Oh, it's Britain. Britain's uh, answer to uh, combat national security threats and drug smugglers. Honeybees have an acute olfactory sense, which can be thought of as a very sensitive sense of smell. By training the bee to associate an odor with a reward, scientists are able to train the bee to detect almost any odor. Interesting. So I guess they just fly towards the thing if it's there. That's interesting. Uh, I just don't... How many bees do you have to have for this? Hey, would that be a sting operation? Oh, nice. It totally would be a sting operation. (laughs) That one was totally set up and I didn't even see it coming. (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) I can't believe they didn't put that in the article. I mean... That's the best, like, pun thing ever for this. (laughs) That should have been the title. That should have been the headline. Well, what can you say? We're 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 forward thinkers here on Fresher and Parlance. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> but bees, man, yeah. I mean, we need to save the bees. They're important. I yeah. Let's save the, uh, save the bees. Or I, I I mean seriously though. I mean I can't emphasize this enough. If if you could do something to help save the bees. Oh, it's colony disorder. I believe it's colony. Oh yeah, I think yeah. Colon. Oh, hold on. Colony. Dang it. I like that people are doing beekeeping as a hobby more often now. Like a coworker, he does beekeeping. And my sister did be like, they had a beehive for a while over by UW that they were taking care of. I thought that was cool. I, here's the thing. If I had um, a backyard that was big enough, I, yeah. would, I, I, would, I would get a, a colony. But, you know, it's colony collapse disorder. Oh, yeah. It's called. So, you know, you know, make people aware of this. It's really important. And I, I know feel it's like a lot of people know and people just don't care because they're scared of them. I, I, I mean, if you're allergic, there's a reason to be scared for that, of them. But, like, most people aren't allergic. So yeah, but, I mean, a lot of people, I, I feel like the being allergic to bee stings is, like, you could just start thinking that you are for no reason and then, like, just be scared of them forever because you're not going to find out, you know? Right. <laughs> um. It's it's really interesting, and once the bees go, you know, Albert Einstein once said, "If the bees go, we'll we'll die in three years or something like that." Did he? Yeah, that's Albert Einstein. Good thing we have a uh, soilant now, because that's unbe un unbeified or whatever. It's bee proof. It's bee proof. Not really, probably, because I'm sure a lot of their stuff comes from bee related products. Well, and the fact that they're using ground-up bee as protein. Yeah. <laughs> That's anyway. uh, vitamin B. Yo. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. That was not a sting operation. That's <laughs> uh, pretty... <laughs> um. So uh, what else we got on the docket here? Oh, we should talk about this. We talked about it a while back. We should talk about it again. Um, and I don't know how to exactly say this. So you, oh, you, the, the comment thing? The filet. Is it filet? I don't know. I guess so. But it's filet? from the Rosetta, from the really? Rosetta orbiter around the comet. So like when it launched its filet lander thing, I don't know how to say it either. I but, think it's um, filet. 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 I don't know. Like it, it landed in a shadow of one of like the rock mountain things, and so it didn't have enough solar power. But now that it's getting closer to the sun, it's at a new angle, and so it has enough uh, charge to respond back to the orbiter, which in turn respond back to us. So like they have a full uh, readout that like every I think it's because the day I think it's a twelve hour day of rotation on that comet, and so um it's able to power up and like give a diagnostic of itself like once every 12 hours. And so it's a, uh, it's working and they're going to be able to maybe get some more data from it, but if nothing else, like it turned back on. So that's still, that's still happening. So here's, I'm kind of reading the CNN article. So is the Philly lander actually tweeting or is this someone tweeting on behalf of the Philly lander? No, I mean, it's not actually tweeting. No. Oh, Cause that would be some advanced shit right there. I mean, yeah. more oh, I mean, yeah, 
I'd be more impressed about it tweeting like as if it was like a person than it would be that it landed on a comic. I know. I mean, I think that they people tweet for them just as like that's how people like to keep track of things, you know? I see. Like, I, I think see. that a lot of doesn't the space station tweet? Does it? I have no idea. I think there's a whole bunch of stuff that like I know the Mars rover tweets for sure. But like, as in, like, it's just people saying like, "I landed," or it's like, "What's that called?" Uh, when you make something like a person, anamorphic, uh, uh, anthropomorphic. Oh gosh, I can't it's, even say it. But yeah, well, that word. It's that. People applying, even... <laughs> applying, hu- applying human kind of emotions to a, a non-human object. Yeah. Anthropomorph. Anthropomorphize. Morphize. Yeah. Anthropomorphize. I think I got it right. I have to play it back, but probably I didn't get it right. <laughs> Anthropomorphize. Asian. That's it. Anthropomorph. Cool. Oh boy, that's a tough one. I feel like we should make an auto tune of just us trying to say that. <laughs> oh, I want to go back and auto tune some of our episodes. That's a really good idea. We should definitely do that. I mean, I always wanted to just do a supercut of like you know every time I say cool or every time you know I say like some specific word. But that seems like it's very time consuming. That is really time consuming. But now that we have the text, tra- the text of of the uh, yeah, that would be a lot easier. Yeah, you could just do it that. That would be impressive if you were able to somehow parse that and apply that to time I could, code. I could. I mean, I, if there's timestamps on them, I could definitely do it. Yeah. Um, I think we're about to close it out here. So let's talk briefly about this last thing. And uh, they said we're really close to. Um, Getting a male birth control pill. Oh, yeah. I thought that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool, but here's the thing. What girl on the planet is going to believe that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Don't that. worry. Don't worry, baby. That is totally oh, a way good point. Dude, guys would totally say that, like 100%. Don't worry, baby. I'm on the pill. <laughs> <laughs> it said, I didn't, so I read that thing, and I didn't, well, I guess I didn't read the whole thing, but it didn't sound like it was a pill. It sounds like it's like, a different kind of vasectomy that's not actually a vasectomy. So I think there's two things that they were talking about. There's, there is actually a, um, a male pill. Okay. They um, like definitely like buried that later in the article. Cause yeah, I read like three fourths of it and I didn't get to the pill part. Yeah. And then, yeah. Cause then they just talked about just pretty much saying like, um, th- there's this other new way of essentially it's like a reversible vasectomy, which I always thought vasectomies were reversible anyway. Yeah, but... I mean, on The Office, he had it like vasectomy and reverse vasectomy <laughs> like four times. It's called vasal gel, a polymer that they inject yeah. into, into your tubes, into your vas deferens, accessible through the scrotum. Um, and it blocks I mean, I the scrotum. Cool, like any sort of birth control, I think, is like totally good for society in general because, I mean, overpopulation. And if it was like more ex- like yeah accessible as I just said, that'd be pretty good for people. Yeah, except the only people that would be using it would be people who could afford it, and that would no, be that's a problem. What, I mean, if it's more accessible, that's the whole thing about accessibility. I guess yeah. So like, if there was you know more than just girls being able to get it, and they were saying that like the um for the pill for girls, it's supposed to be point oh three or 0.3% like chance of getting pregnant. But just because like every girl that they um, surveyed, like had missed at least one per month and like the, it only worked like 3%. It was only 3% chance. Yeah. The efficacy. Yeah. The efficacy of the birth control for females is, is significantly um, reduced when you miss uphill. Yeah. And so like, that was one of the problems like they had with that. I guess okay. I, I'm not not an expert, but Crap. one last thing we need to talk about before we end this, and it's not on our list, but I I saw a story. It was in Bloomberg Business Week, I think, like three weeks ago. Um, Genentech has a pill that effectively cures hepatitis C. I don't know if you've seen. That oh, before. really? No, I didn't see that. That's pretty yes. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But the issue is, it's one thousand dollars a pill. Yeah, but I think that uh, it, um is that not licensing, right? Or is that just licensing? No, that's how much they charge for one pill. So that's licensing. I mean, I don't know what the actual cost to produce it is. Oh, th- well, there, there is the cost to produce it is probably like $3, but there, they have, they factor in the cost that they, there was research and development to make the drug. The co- the fact that they had to acquire a company that makes the drug that did the thing, the et cetera, et cetera. And that they're building that into the, um, 
the price right. of the medication and plus the fact that this is only for a limited number of individuals who actually have the disease. So that's the price, $1,000 of pills, which brings a very difficult question to the table is that many, the some insurance companies are denying um, people from getting oh, it. Oh, yeah, because, that is a crazy question. Like, So people, they're denying because they're saying, oh, your liver isn't damaged enough. People are getting denied because they're saying, oh, your liver isn't damaged enough to actually advocate getting this pill. So keep on your other treatments. And then in, in like five years when your liver's failing, we'll give you this drug. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, at least it's like discovered in public. Right. So well, but, I mean, they'll have like a over-the-counter like in 10 you know, years version or whatever. I think it takes like 15 years or something like that to get a generic or whatever. But I guess, so, what, I mean, that's like, I mean, it probably took 15 years for him to just come up with it. So, but the, the point it becomes is this, is that let's say you had some sort of disease and you knew, um, that's what that movie was about. Repo men. What? Repo men. No. Uh, the one about the cloud, the, like the space station and like, Oh. They had all the cures for everything, and that guy was trying to get his daughter up there with Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. So kind of like that. So we're in. A, we're actually approaching that situation right now. There yeah, was another, totally. There was actually another uh, movie called Repo Men, where they made artificial organs. Yeah, and but it cost like a million dollars, and these people were perpetually in debt because they had to pay up, and if they didn't pay, did they take the organ back. They would take the organ back, and you would die. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but we're getting to that point now. It's like the people who have the financial means to cure themselves of these diseases will be able to do so. And the people who don't won't be able to cure. Essentially, it's more kind of inequality is what we're yeah, finding. Totally. Into. And this, I feel like this is going to... I mean, to that's be- also the same thing as uh, um, Gattaca. That's similar, only in a different respect. A slightly different respect, but I, 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 I see where you're coming from. I guess my point is, is that I think this is the tip of the iceberg when it comes to these advancements with medical, t- uh, you know, narrow scoped. I mean, there high- was also just the AIDS thing, like <laughs> that they did the South Park. It's like pretty much just money cures it. <laughs> <laughs> right right and so like i mean you can like if you have like they basically have a cure and it's not a super big deal to have but it's just like you got to pay a lot of money <laughs> and you got to keep paying it right so and there are way more people i think probably have aids than hepatitis c although i'm not sure um but this here's the thing with 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 the HIV drug, I'm pretty certain like that's just a regimen that you have to stay on for the rest of your life, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I according think, to South Park. Yeah, and, but I'm fairly certain this one you just take it for a course. Yeah, and it just cures it. I know that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh. So I think that about does it. That's that, some food. We left it on some food for thought. Literally, some food. Um, we gotta do shoutouts. We gotta do shoutouts. Yep, we got to do our shout-outs. Uh, we are uh, part of a, the soon-to-be-named network with uh, some very high-class and low-class <laughs> podcasts. Uh, we have uh, Long Box Heroes, where uh, Leonard and Todd talk about some of the latest episode- issues of uh, comics and various comic-y stuff. There's Dad Distractions, where Leonard co-hosts with uh, Mr. Brian, and they talk about the foibles of being parents and and uh, also mix in a bunch of pop culture. There's Povacacy, which doesn't mix any parenting in and talks fully, solely about, uh, you know, your comic booky, nerdy, wrestling, pop culture stuff. And then finally, there's the somewhat blue and always entertaining Prodigal Sons podcast, uh, who maybe... Somewhat lo- blue? Well, you know, they, they, uh, they, they, they're, they're cursy. They're more cursy than we are, and they're way more politically incorrect. And... <laughs> And they may be losing one of their um, their part. The, what, Brian may be leaving that show to go work on another podcast with his wife. That's messed up. And uh, I think he's being forced. He's definitely not being forced. But uh, Jared has advocated that he's going to steal you from this show to put on oh that my gosh. show. I don't have time for another show. Yeah. So eat that, prodigal <laughs> sons. Anyway, I still do, I still want to do shorts. Sometime we're going to have shorts. We're definitely going to have shorts. And we also we're on YouTube. We're not just a podcast because we're a YouTube show, which is way cooler. And we're live <laughs> right now. And he's jealous of that. He I don't think I, I don't think personally I would want to do a podcast. Well, I will say this. I think he says, Oh, I'm gonna steal fresher. I think what he really wants to say is, 
I want to be on fresher and parlance is probably what he really means. So um, anyway, should, yeah, bring Maybe him on. Maybe he'll be on here. Yeah, we brought, we'll bring him on. We'll bring him on. Um, so anyway, that don't, but that, doesn't, are we, you can reach us at Fresh and Par on Twitter. Fresh and oh, yeah. Par on and YouTube. And, and Fresh, Fresh and Par. Com. Yep. So that's about it. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, we have yeah, taken thanks for one stuff. last thing. We got one last thing. We've taken a summer hiatus. Of, oh, yeah. We got to mention that. Of uh, Review Roulette. One, because we've been so busy with the fact that it stays light out for uh, till 10 o'clock at night that we haven't been watching the movies. And secondly, uh, most people just like, they, they they don't tune in necessarily for that part. They like the parts where we talk about the news and all that stuff. So we're just, I know we haven't it. actually like posted any actual consolidated information about movies that we, we don't even post like what the movie's going to be. I know. So <laughs> we're taking, we're taking a break on that. We're going to do, maybe it'll give you time to catch up on them. Cause I want to make them separate segments. Yeah. There you go. Uh, project within a project. So that's about it. Uh, uh, I think that's it. Do you want to... I'll, is... I'll leave a sign off. Uh, sayonara, muchachos. <laughs> Later, taters. Woo!